Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Berg Steeler fans. What's going on? It's another episode of the Steelers preview. I am Jeff Hartman joined by the other two co-hosts, Dave Schofield and Brian Davis. Dave, what's going on? Not too much, Jeff. I'm just uh, hanging out with you guys. Thursday night football is on in the background. Hey, uh, no, you know what? Go ahead to Brian and then come back to me for a minute because I want Brian to be able to say hello. Okay. Brian Davis, welcome to the show. What is up? Oh, wow. I can, can you believe this is the last day of November? We're going to the last month of 2023. Hey, not much happened here with us in 2023, did it? But I, I, I got to tell you, <laughs> I, I'm feeling great with every passing day. On with my buddies tonight. The Steelers won a game last week. Wow. What, what can you yeah. say? There you go. All right, Dave, what do you want to say? Okay, well, it, tonight it's the Thursday Night Football. It's it's the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Got a little bit of Seattle Seahawks trivia for you to start off tonight. Just a little quick numbers game. Didn't want to save it for real trivia. Here, here's my question. Put these items in order from greatest to least, okay? So from greatest to least. Since the Seattle Seahawks buy, they had a buy in week five. Okay, so Ooh. they've had seven games since their buy. Put these numbers in order from greatest to least. Devin Bush defensive snaps, Devin Bush tackles, Devin Bush times inactive. I'm gonna say times inactive, greatest Devin Bush snaps, and then Devin Bush tackles. I would say the exact same thing. Well, you guys are close. You are correct about inactives being the most. He's been inactive three times since their bye week. Uh, he has more and he's got snaps. He's got two tackles, special teams, okay. and one defensive snap. So it's three, oh two, one. Holy gee! And yeah, he was going to go, go light up the world. Bush on 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 kickoff. Is he is he playing? Is he active? Uh, he was active tonight, um, just because I think they had some other injuries. Uh, he wasn't on the list. I saw their list, but I don't know that he's actually playing. And you, know, thing... you know what's funny? Go ahead, dude. Okay, go ahead. Well, no, we, we might be saying the same thing. Whenever he w- signed with Seattle, this was when we were in our, in our previous outlet, 
on mm-hmm. the editorial side, Jeff got pulled in to answer some this questions. This is what I was going to say. This is exactly what I was going to yes. say. <laughs> and you're answering all these questions. Now, what you didn't do, what I did that you didn't do, I went to the comments after the fact and defended. I did. I did. Oh, did. I actually did. did. You see my comments too? And no, all I just saw all crazy. Else <laughs> these I remember. Seahawks, these, I remember this. Yeah. These Seahawks fans were like. Oh, he's a top former top 10 pick. You get him here with some actually decent coaches and he'll be great. I'm like, you do realize that he, that, that he was basically supposed to be, you know, he had Brian Flores as his coach, you know, mm-hmm. with, with everything. And I would try to say, I'm like, do you guys think you're getting something special? You are incorrect. And it's kind of lived up how the way we told him it would be. Hey, the most special thing that guy's ever done is what he wore to the draft night. Yeah. That leather yeah. gimp suit uh, from Pulp Fiction. Well, it, it's not his fault that he got injured. He was never right yes. after. No, that's injured. true. That's true. So yes. We got, we have to be honest. Yes. Like the guy was a little bit of a tool, but at the same time, he also dealt with an injury that hurt his performance on the field. But when I did that Q and a with the Seattle Seahawks website, I tried to be really honest. Like I was just telling yeah. them, Hey, here's what you're getting. You're getting a guy that hasn't been right since he tore up his knee. And, oh, my gosh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He just is mad that they're getting rid of him, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. Well, they got rid of him that they couldn't sign him because Seattle stole him away. Yeah. No. No, yeah. no, no. They didn't give him that much money. All right. that's yeah. we've just spent, We just spent more time on Devin Bush than Devin Bush has played this season. So let's move on. And let's- he does have a smart, but it was early in the season. <laughs> got it. All right. Let's talk about this upcoming game. Uh, and with the Arizona Cards, before we talk about the Cardinals specifically, I want to get Charles take on some of the stuff that has been, I guess, coming to light. We'll put it that way in the wake of the firing of Matt Canada. Now you might be thinking, well, Jeff, this was last week. What are we still talking about this for? Well, when certain, when you played a game, saw some, saw a, I th- I'd say a good amount of success in that game. And now you have people like Ben Roethlisberger coming out and, and he's, sharing his insight. And I wrote that article for steel curtain network.com on today, Thursday. So you can still go check it out if you missed it. And I just happened to be cleaning up the dishes the other day and I was listening to football and, and I hear Ben start talking about Matt Cannon. I'm like, okay, I just want to hear what he's saying. And he keeps talking like, Oh my gosh, like he's saying, ta- he's saying essentially, and, and I'll, I'll summarize this that Matt Canada didn't want to work with the quarterback. He's, he's the first coordinator he was ever with that didn't want to work with a quarterback. He said, maybe it was because I was an 18 year old, 18 year vet. But I read that. I was like, what is, who wouldn't want to work with a Ben Roethlisberger in terms of game planning and stuff like that? He was the quarterback's coach first. Why does he not do that? Right. Yeah. So then I saw this on Twitter today, and this is a quote from Calvin Austin, the third. Okay. So again, we're, we're, we're learning more. These players are answering questions, honestly. And I think they're being they're for They're being forthcoming, but, Maybe I'm reading into it, but here's what the quote is. This is a direct quote from Calvin Austin III when asked about, you know, the difference between the coaching staff now compared to then. He said, quote, I'd say it was intentional. Coach Sully and Coach Falk were spelling out every situation we'll be in and what we could expect from him to call. It was them laying out, quote, in this situation, we'll do this, end quote, and quote, you can expect this, end quote, end quote. So we came into the game knowing, oh, we're in third and five, and we know what play will get called. It was everybody being understanding and knowing the goal of play calling, and in each situation, knowing what to expect. End quote. So when I hear 
Ben Roethlisberger's comments. When I see quotes like that from Calvin Austin the Third, it's it's pretty damning to me, guys. Like it's it, the, the way that he went about his business is really damning. And I've I've said this on Let's Ride, and I am going to do it. And I'm going to try and pull some sources, as many as I have, and I want to find out why it took. If this is the way it was since Ben Roethlisberger's days, why did it take this long? Why did it take this long? And sure, everyone's going to say the fan, oh, it's Art Rooney. Oh, it's Mike Tom. I want to know. I want to do some digging. I'll do that probably in the offseason. But still, Dave, when you read this stuff or hear this stuff, what do you think? Yeah, I read those comments. I couldn't remember who they were attributed to. The It was Calvin Austin III. But yeah, I saw those today, and I was just like, hmm. And it, there was times where I've like, oh, Matt Canada is just so different and everything with, with the way he's being. And I, I'm the one who said that I feel like he was a micromanager. I mean, especially when we heard stuff, you know, the rumblings about Kenny Pickett can't change a play. He, can, he can't do anything you must do. I still think the comment that, that, uh, that uh, Deontay Johnson made on X to um, SCN writer Mike Frazier about I he didn't say he ran the right route. He said I ran what I was supposed to. I'm like, I that made me start to think. And I said this on, on Scobro a couple weeks ago. Did they not did they even have option routes? Because I mean, every you gotta think everyone's gotta have option routes, but as much yeah. as Matt Canada liked to tell everyone exactly what they had to do, he might not have wanted them taking options. I was the one that's like, oh, I completely downplayed the 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 touchdown in Baltimore, him not celebrating and everything. The more I'm hearing about Matt Canada, I'm like, that really might have been he was mad because they didn't run his play. Yeah. So I, it's it's weird. It's it, really, it just, really it odd. It seems very strange, but it also if you think about it, it also makes sense why he never lasted very long anywhere he was in college. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, let's start to you, Brian. What are your thoughts on uh, the quotes and the comments and stuff like that that's coming to light now? Your word damning is perfect because it just seemed – we used to talk about, you know, there's the, fra- there's the phrase, this coach is playing chess and the other – coaches playing checkers well i feel like matt canada at the end was playing shoots and ladders and it but, uh, can, uh, yeah it was candy land it, or randy land he was playing randy land. but randy yeah. land was a vacation compared to canada <laughs> but so but when kenny pickett comes out well when i hear this from from uh calvin austin i think that's absolutely amazing because he's telling more, but Kenny Pickett just when he said a few times, we just we're getting to have fun again. It goes back for me for a lot of stuff that I heard, and we have we have gained some sources here, but I have a source that Jeff doesn't have that's just a father of a guy who is very close friends to a Steelers offensive player, and he would not tell me for the longest time who the offensive player was. But on draft day, he sent me a message and saying, look, and I could tell by like reading other stuff that I've gotten from him, I could tell this is a professional guy. He said, he told me about his son, but wouldn't give the name and said, they absolutely abhor this guy. He's a bully. And then when we said this before the Raiders game on this show, he was listening and he stopped and messaged me again 
And I said, yeah, if you listen, I give credit to this story. And he goes, ah, oh, yeah, you did. And then he said, oh, it's so-and-so. And he told me who it was. And I'm like, wow, that guy doesn't seem like a guy that would grudge against anybody. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I can't disclose it. But because I said I wouldn't. But when I hear that kind of stuff, then I heard other stuff from our official sources. Some are inside the building. And when I hear this stuff, I'm like, yeah, this has all come true. And when you see Kenny Pickett play another game, a, a, a game, the week after he had the worst game of his life, he looked a lot more comfortable. He looked like a quarterback out there. Did he look perfect? No. Do they only score 16 points? I'm going to talk about that in my final thoughts. But all I'm going to say is this is this is big. When you hear more of this stuff coming out and you see why and you hear the stories you're hearing, they they have credence to them, especially when they're coming out of a player's mouth. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what I thought of. I thought of a personal life lesson or uh, something that happened with me in high school. Okay, so now Dave knows this. Dave's a physics guy, loves numbers, stat geek, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I hate numbers. Like, I, they kind of scare me because I'm not good with numbers. I don't like math. Believe it or not, I used to be really good at math. Like, going into middle school, I loved math, was in higher-level math. I went to high school. I had some really bad teachers along the way, and I'll never forget I was in Algebra two, And I walked up to this teacher who was, like, a genius. He was, like, a math whiz, probably like Dave. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't understand this. And he looked at the book, he looked at my notebook and said, oh, that's easy, you'll figure it out. And I said, I clearly can't because I just asked you for help. This kind of reminds me of maybe what Matt Canada was like. We're going to do it this way, but coach, what what about this way? Or I'm not really sure if this is going to work. No, we're doing it this way. Whether you like it or not, we're going to do it this way. And eventually it it sucks the life out of things. Like for me, I hate math. I hate numbers. I I don't like them at all. And it's one of those things where it's my way or the highway doesn't always work. And when you said, Brian, like he was a bully that, that, that adds up like that adds up. So there's a lot of fans that have kind of moved on from this story. This story for me is still smoldering. Like we are still learning stuff as we go. And so you may want to just say, ah, just keep moving on. Like, there's more to this than the meets the eye. And I'm not Pulling talking about the, back the layers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Dave, any final thoughts there? Not about my algebra um, two teacher. <laughs> um, see, cause for, for someone who's currently teaching algebra two, I'm like, Oh, Jeff, I could have helped you so I'll much. Send my kids to you. <laughs> hey, bring it on, bring it on. But uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty good at algebra two, but uh, my, my student right now that's in algebra two is phenomenal. So it really helps. Anyway, well, let's get back. I was going to say something else about about the Canada thing, but I don't remember what it was at this point because you distracted me with 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 talking numbers. So uh, we can just roll on. All right, all right. So let's talk about the injuries because I think it's important to talk about that on both sides of the coin here. Uh, some notable names for both teams, both returning and missing. Dave, why don't we start with the Steelers? Go ahead and read that injury report. All right. Well, there was only three players that did not practice today, and two of them were brand new to the injury report today. So just to bring up stuff to make sure people understand, Kenny Pickett has been full both days, so we're not really worried about him. Calvin Austin returned today. Uh, they changed this. i got to go back and change the article. I saw they limited. Had him, huh? I saw limited today. Yeah, so, so was it limited? I, I couldn't remember if he, was, if he was limited or full. Um, 
but because the original report was full, and then and then I think they might have changed it. Um, because you know the Steelers, they give us conflicting stuff. But Minka Fitzpatrick being full for two days is great. Uh, same with Montreal Adams. Cam Hayward didn't practice again today. Um, after having the day off yesterday, I don't think there's really anything there. But the two that were added today was Deontay Johnson with an illness and James Pierre uh, with a shoulder, which did have him questionable last week. So did you say James Pierre? He hasn't practiced either day, correct? No, James Pierre was new today. He wasn't oh, on he the was new. yesterday. Oh, yeah. okay. So he popped up. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Brian, what are your thoughts on the uh, injury report? First of all, Cam Hayward. Look, I have no problem with any older player taking time off unless you're the starting quarterback. I uh, that's the only only place where I don't really love that Wednesday or Thursday break. So you know, I don't worry about that. I keep every time we have this, I go back to Larry Ogunjobi last year. He was always there, so I don't really worry about that stuff. Getting Minka back is huge, and please don't poo poo. James Pierre, because that guy is very valuable on special teams. Um, he's going to give you better than he's going to give you worse. Um, if you see his name, most of the time these days, it's more on special teams, and he is becoming someone really special on special teams. So I, I will say that you need to have um, guy 50 through 53 on the roster be very important. And I think James Pierre is that guy. So let's see what's going on with him. Let's hope you can get a good piece of the puzzle like that back. Dave, what were your thoughts when you saw the injury report? I think things are, are you know, going in the right direction. Deontay Johnson with an illness, you know, what, what do you really say about that? So I, I think that they're going to have, you know, pretty much everyone who's not on IR available for the most part. It, it's trending that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not worried about Cam at all. Uh, it's, He's just getting those rest days. And I think Kenny Pickett, the reason he was mentioned on Tuesday at Mike Tomlin's press conference and the reason he's been on the injury report, they're trying to avoid the crap that Cincinnati's having to deal with probably from the league with not listing Joe Burrow and his wrist injury and why he was in a brace. So you just say, hey, he's got a little bit of a limp and maybe he's not going to practice, but he may will and then he did and we'll move on with our lives. So what about the Arizona side of things, Dave? Yeah, this is interesting here. So here we go. So Arizona... Thursday, uh, wide receiver Marquise Brown, heel, didn't practice again. Neither He didn't practice on Wednesday either. But the note on him was, pretty sure last week he was didn't practice, didn't practice, limited on Friday, but no injury status in play. Hmm. So that's not something that's standing out too much right now. Uh, you've got cornerback Antonio Hamilton with a groin, didn't practice either day. Uh, tight end Trey McBride groin was limited Thursday after not practicing Wednesday. You, uh, personal reason for Zach Pascal, uh, uh, start cornerback Starling Thomas didn't practice uh, either day with an ankle. Um, here was one safety Jalen Thompson with ribs didn't practice Wednesday but was limited on Thursday, so he's moving in the right direction. Uh, wide receiver Michael Wilson, he didn't practice with a shoulder injury either day. Uh, safety Joey Blunt, knee didn't practice on Thursday after being limited on Wednesday. Sometimes that's because something happened in practice. I don't know if, it, if that was it or not. Uh, defensive lineman Kevin Strong didn't practice 
on Thursday with the knee um, he where, where he had been limited on Wednesday. And offensive lineman Elijah Wilkinson with the neck was limited both days and a player that won't show up here because he was asked for and granted his release today was tight end Zach Ertz. He is no longer yes. a Cardinal. No longer a Cardinal. Uh, some names there, Brian. What do you think? Wow. I, Thompson's the big one. Isn't he their leader in interceptions that Mike Tomlin was glowing about in the uh, the press conference on Tuesday? Yes. But like I said, I, he's progressing. He was he was didn't practice Wednesday, limited Thursday. Yeah, limited is still something that doesn't mean he's out, but that means he's ailing. So you, you got to think about that. Uh, on a side note, I just talked about uh, Mike Tomlin glowing about a player. My gosh, on that press conference, he made the Arizona Cardinals sound like the eighty-five Bears. <laughs> he does it every week, Brian. He does, he does it every week. But with this team, I was like, oh my gosh, they might yeah. be really good. <laughs> every know? Tuesday for Scope, bro, I'm like, oh, I don't see how the Steelers can witness the way, when, when the way Tomlin lays it out. But then for, after looking at stuff for two days, I get to tonight and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pick the Steelers. You know, it's that way every week almost. <laughs> it just doesn't seem to me like that, the, like this team is that beat up coming into this game. Um, so I, I think that's that's something that uh, you'll probably see a team for the first time in a while, like those injury reports with, with the two Ohio games, they were they were rough on the opponents and then you saw a lot of them in there. So it just doesn't, it seems like they're coming in pretty much at full strength. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Jimmy Connor, Jimmy Connor returns to Pittsburgh. That's going to be a big thing. Uh, you know, he's going to be amped up. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of family and friends there. I do like James Conner. I've always liked James Conner. I will cheer for James Conner. Yeah, for sure. In he fact, never slighted anyone. You know, he never nope. did anything. Yeah, it's just he couldn't stay healthy. In fact, I'm wearing number 30. I'm wearing my Conner jersey. So, like, on the front, I'll be Jalen Warren. On the back, I could be vintage Conner. <laughs> better than your Mike Mitchell jersey that you wore during the uh, kicker around the world. <sighs> <laughs> oh oh yeah i can't wait for part two i i listened to let's ride the 20 the 20 yard punt i'm getting ready for oh shoot someone put money on the line please kicking a ball you do realize yards? that they're punting from like 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage so when it's a 20 yard punt it's actually going air yeah we talking yeah. air yards or are we talking like hit the ground and get a aussie roll and and dave and i dave and i are allowed to rush you while you're doing it. <laughs> now I'll, say, I'll snap and then block. <laughs> you two will do one-on-one. -on -one. Just toss me the ball and I'll kick it. <laughs> all right. So here's, I, I wanted to ask you all because there's a lot of memories that comes up when I think of Steelers Cardinals. And so I actually had a trivia. I'm going to do a trivia before our break. And this is definitely not Dave and Brian trivia. I'm not going to be asking you questions about the eighties or back pre-merger. Not that, like back when they were somehow like the what St. Louis Cardinals at one point, I think. Um, Card Pit. too. <laughs> Card, Card Pit. Pit. Yeah, they were the Chicago Cardinals, right? All right. So point. let's playoffs included. Sorry. How many straight games have the Steelers won over the Cardinals? Anyone know? Let's see. Um, yeah, I, I could do this easy because I know the last time they lost. Which was? 07. Correct. Tomlin's first year. So yes. that would mean that would be mean I believe they played again in 10 or 11 and uh, yeah they played again in 11 and they won in Arizona Mike Wallace had a phenomenal game 
in 15 was the Landry Jones Landry game. Jones, because that was uh, my sister was at that game. That was my first year with season tickets. So, um, and then, uh, of course, well, of course, you've got the Super Bowl in there. Excuse me. Yes. Um, that was that was the first win there. So one, two, three. Then 19 was the Deontay Johnson punt return and the uh, the Duck Hodges game. And then and that was it. So they've That's won it. four. They've won four yeah, straight. So there's a four-game streak. And you basically just rattled off everything I was going to ask you all just to kind of refresh everyone's mind <laughs> in terms of the what were the three quarterbacks that beat them? Because a lot of people might forget, yes, it was Ben in Super Bowl 40. Yes, it was Ben in 2011. Most people might forget that Ben didn't play in 2015, it was, that it was Landry it was Jones throwing a wide receiver screen to Martavis Bryant and having him run like a gazelle the length of Heinz Field uh, and winning that game. And who was, who was in chase mode on that play? Patrick Peterson <laughs> uh, and then Devlin Doc Hodges going out into the desert and beating the Cardinals. And that was Kyler Murray's rookie year. You brought up the Deontay Johnson play. Um, yeah, it was a, was it, was it a punt return? It was a punt right? return. Yeah. That's the yeah. last punt return for was a touchdown. The Steelers had. Was it 73 yards uh, or something? Uh, it's close to that. I can look it up. I'll look it up. But still the play that I remember most from 2019 though, was do you remember Kyler Murray scream? I think it was a fourth down play. They're in the red zone. They need a touchdown, yeah. and it's one on one Minka and Kyler Murray. And Kyler Kyler Murray, this young, really athletic quarterback, Minka Fitzpatrick just got to Pittsburgh. You know, he's this new safety, and it's like the textbook football one hundred and one open field tackle. He brings him down. They celebrate, and I think the Steelers win the game. <laughs> um, and they were probably the same age too. You're probably right. Because Close. that was well, make his second was Kyler, year in the league. Yeah, did he but, leave but early? I don't think Kyler left early. Minka but, did. Minka did. Yeah, so they might be the same. You guys going to make me look this up, aren't you? Yeah, I, I might be Very wrong age. on that, but but I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure. Actually, don't look it up. Just say Bad's right. So, <laughs> I was going to say, do you have any other memories of Arizona and Pittsburgh? Obviously, Super Bowl Forty Three is going to come to everyone's mind right away. But as Dave's looking that up, I'll throw it to you, Brian. Do you have anything we haven't discussed yet? Yeah, I've, I have uh, two actually bad memories. And the first was when I was a senior in high school in 1988. I was so excited because they were playing week five. They were, they were playing in Arizona. And it was the first time they, it was the first time that the Cardinals were the first season that they were in Arizona because in 87 they were the 87 season they were still in St. Louis. So in 88 I thought it's really cool you're the Steelers are going to be playing down there and they're not that good and they weren't that good but they destroyed the Steelers that that year week 5 and it was an early game on a Monday because of the the summer olympics were going on. It might have been the, the same day that Greg Luganis bloodied his head. And, and I, I just remember that. I just and watched that game, and it was like 110 on the field, 110 degrees or something like that. They, sh- they kept on showing the temperature, and it was just an ugly game. Then in 94, when the Steelers were very special, and they went to the AFC Championship game, that was the three more yards game, they played in the uh, – in those classic throwback uniforms in Arizona and they played against them and they lost to buddy Ryan on a field goal at the, like the very end of the game. And there was nothing that, that they could do about it. 
that that was just or it might have been an overtime i just remember those two that really stick out but if we talk about that mike wallace play i talked about was pretty amazing too that that was really cool but was that the first it, play from scrimmage was that the game that the first play from scrimmage they go deep and it, it he connected with Wallace. He did that a couple times that year. I know one was against Green Bay, but I can't remember if the other one was Arizona. I'll look it up. I do not know. I do know this, that that last loss, that last time that they lost in 2007, if I'm not mistaken, that may have been Mike Tomlin's first regular season loss. Mm. But I, I, I think so. I think that was in week four. I... I was visiting my parents and I lost my keys. So the 2011 game, the first touchdown scored in the first quarter was a 12 yard pass from Ben Roethlisberger to Heath Miller with a Sean Sweesham kick. And then in the second quarter, Mike Wallace, a 95 yard pass from Ben Roethlisberger. That was the bomb. And that was, yeah, that was that 95 yard. I knew there was a big play in there. Holy cow. LaRod Stevens howling. I did not remember LaRod Stevens howling. Was I do a, an NFL player. I do. You know why? Early yeah, do set. <laughs> Early do set. Two yard pass from Kevin mm. Cobb. <laughs> well, Larod La went to Johnstown High. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. he's okay. from my hometown. Right, and Brian you... was Brian was correct and not correct at various different things. Can I have to do my fact checking now? Yeah, go yeah. Ahead. I was gonna, do you want to say what you want to say about the? You can say whatever you want about Steelers Cardinals as well. Okay, well, Brian is correct that the Arizona Cardinals, that was the first regular season loss with Mike Tomlin as coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was in week four after they after they had won against Cleveland, Buffalo, and San Francisco. They lost 21 to 14. Um, so that that part was correct. Now, when it came to Kyler, Kyler Murray and Micah Fitzpatrick, you're close. Kyler Murray turned 26 on August 7th. Minka Fitzpatrick turned 27 15 days ago. So their their birthdays are 100 days apart, but the other way around. And so it's 265 days older than, than uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is than Kyler Murray. So less but than still a year. pretty close in age. Pretty darn close. Uh, so they right could have been like they're not the same age. They would have uh, been 16, Irish twins. 16 maybe. days ago they were. So, yeah. And, oh, about Steelers-Cardinals, um, James Harrison returned a touchdown for 100 yards at the end of the half. That's that's all I have to say. And oh. and uh, two feet down. Really? Well, hmm. I yeah. put this on Twitter before we take a break, and it, it was the Steelers history Twitter account shared the clip of the interception return by James Harrison. <laughs> and I quote tweeted it and said, or I shared the video, and said, this is the greatest – this is the greatest play in Super Bowl history. I said just above seven to seven to San Antonio. Ten. And I said, I, this ben is to a, ten. Ben to 10. There you go. There it is. And I said, but, and this is a hill I'm willing to die on. And P, I'm shocked how many people, because there's a lot of people that thought that the, the Ben Roethlisberger pass was greater, but that interception return was a, such a point swing, a 10 to 14 point swing, depending on how, what would have happened. They were definitely in field goal range. Hell, they're on the goal line. Uh, one of the most incredible plays I'll ever remember that yep. interception. Good Lord. Okay. All right. We're going to talk about, uh, our thoughts on the game. We're going to talk about over under and all that fun stuff. Trivia coming right up after this break. If you're watching live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, we're not going anywhere. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. All right, Steeler fans. Second half, it's time. I don't know. Maybe I do like this segment. I didn't like it last week, but it turns out I did. Uh, Dave, what over under? No, I said I hated this segment. You're like, you should like it. You were four out of five the previous week. Yeah. I can't remember how I did last week, so I'm not sure if okay. I love it or hate it. Well, I have to over say under. this. Jefferson Hartman. Jefferson what? Bartholomew Hartman. I didn't do you it. can do pretty good picking some lines. <laughs> because when you wanted to when you picked the Steelers rushing yard where we all went over, you had the line at 155.5. Correct. Now the Steelers went over that. Then Najee Harris lost a yard. <laughs> then Jalen Warren lost a yard. We were In still over that. <laughs> but the three times of taking a knee. Made it the under. That's how close you were on that line. Because it was 153, and you said 155.5. And we yeah. all went over, so we were all wrong on that one. But this okay. week, Jeff, you there was one that you were the only one that got right, and that was sack surrendered. You went under, Brian, and I both went over. And we all got the, the Kenny Pickett passing yards where we went over 165. Mm-hmm. So, But, Jeff, those were the only two you got. Um, I got three because I also got um, Pickens yards. I was the only one who took the under. Um, and Frere Muth yards. Brian and I both took the over. Jeff took the under. That was yeah. the other one. But I went ahead and gave Brian the other point of he said that the Steelers, they would have over 400 yards. That was the bonus one. We didn't yeah. all pick the same thing. He deserves that point for calling sure. that. So Brian got three. I got three. Jeff got two. That means the overall scores are I'm at 28, Jeff's at 25, and Brian is at 20. All right, within striking distance still. That's fine. Okay, some similar – Good job on that one, Dad, with that 400. That, that was yeah, for guy. sure. Thank you. So some similar lines here in terms of what we're going to be uh, talking about, and the numbers are going to be different after last week. So let's talk about – same first one as Pittsburgh team rushing yards, so how much they rush for as a team. So Arizona doesn't do a great job stopping the run. So we're up in the ante here. I've got the line at 175 and a half. So 175 and a half Steelers rushing yards as a team. Brian, what do you think? I'm going to go slightly under. Okay. What about you? I I think they're going to come close, but okay. That's hard. That's hard. That, 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 you know what? That's what she said. Let's hope it's, so. it's it, unfortunately <laughs> i'm supposed to be sitting in the rain and 
The and and the Cardinals are not good against the run. Jeff, you're gonna you're gonna make me do it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a flyer. I'm gonna go west and I'm gonna go over. Hell, I'm going over too. This is one of those games. If it's raining, shoot, run it down their throat till they prove they stop it. Okay, so I think this is an over. They're, yeah, let your makes, safeties make all the tackles. Which makes the next one a little bit a little bit more dicey, especially if they're calling for rain. I had I didn't I didn't know that until now. But Kenny Pickett passing yards. I've got the line at two twenty three and a half. Two twenty three and a half. So it's you know you got to think about how you view this game playing out. If it's a run 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 game, is he going to have that many passing yards? Brian, what do you think? I'm actually going to say I'm going to say slightly over. Okay, so you went under on the passing yards and over, or under on the rushing yards, over on the passing yards. Interesting. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to anticipate. I I need a. It's December. I've got to pick stuff up. Yeah. Got to gain some ground. Okay, Dave. What Bottom, do you think? And, and I'm going the exact opposite of that because I can't take both overs. Um, so. I'm going to go slightly under. Uh, I think Kenny's going to get the job done. My thing is, I wouldn't be shocked if they just don't throw it nearly as much. Ah, uh, yeah. They can get a lead. They just keep running. I'm trending in the same direction, Dave. I've got the under with Kenny. Uh, could they have another offensive explosion and go for over 400 and, and both of yep. these are the over? Yeah, they could. Just don't see it happening. Yeah. So let's go to the next one with uh, DJ Deontay Johnson targets. How many times is the ball going to be thrown in his direction? We've got this line at six and a half. I don't know. Brian, what do you think? I'm going to say over. Okay. I don't even know how many he had last week. I was factoring uh, in the that's good question. I have that here. I, I think, think he on one of these tabs. I'm trying to remember. It was around seven. I thought yeah. he, I don't, he hasn't gotten double digit targets no. in a while. I'm, um, I'm... Here we go. I've got it here. Uh, he had eight last week. Okay. Oh, yep. Sean so six Mann and a half is that still the line. Yep. Six and a half. You know what? Even though I think they might not be, they, they may not throw it as much. I'm going to go over to think maybe he can get seven um, just because it seems to make sense. I'm going over as well. I think it's more, okay. I'm thinking seven. Wouldn't be shocked if it's eight. Let's go with uh, Pittsburgh Steelers sacking one Mr. Kyler Murray. I've got that line at three and a half. Brian, thoughts? I'm going under. Under? I see him evading pressure. Okay. Dave, three and a half? Uh, I'm going over, baby. If the Steelers could get a lead and, and and, and I really would love to see is this the game they finally play with the lead? And then you can say, oh, they're going to have to pass. All oh, the pass rush could just go after them, things like that. If that's the way it could, if that's the way it goes, I think they can get to four. So let's go over. So I, I wrote these numbers down. I was I was waiting for my guest for behind enemy lines for Let's Ride on Friday morning. And so I was just writing these down before I even talked with him. So I had this line written before I, I spoke with this Cardinals fan. And after talking with him, I was thinking under, I'm taking over. He talked about the offensive line, especially the interior, just really struggling. It makes me think that Alary Ogunjobi, Keanu Benton, if Montrevious Adams comes back, Cam Hayward, they could be the ones that are really putting the pressure on Murray from the inside, which could equate to big games for 
Watt and Highsmith on the outside might run into some of those. He did talk about Kyler Murray leaving clean pockets on occasion. Well, we'll see. I'm going to take the over on that three and a half. Last one here. Old Pat Fryermuth, he had a career day. First time over 100 yards in his NFL career. I don't have his yards number nearly that high, though. I've got 65 and a half for Pat Fryermuth this week. Brian, what do you think? I'm going slightly under this week. I think he'll be keyed on a little bit more. All right. Dave? You know what? I think he's going to be the guy again. I'm going to go over, even though I went under with the total yards. I'm going to go over as well. I think that, you know, again, talking to this Cardinals guy, get a little inside intel. He's like the inside linebackers aren't very good. The safeties are better. Play action, if they're going to load the box, should open up Pat Fryermies for play action. They, they did it last week. I think they're going to do it again. Pat Fryermies, 65 and a half. I will take the over. So there well, you go. Jeff, you have some bad news. What are we all the same? No, you can't make a bit of ground this week. You and I have the exact same. Is that was gonna say, are we all the same? <laughs> but Brian, Brian is all is different on four to the five. He has so either to. Brian's gonna catch up or Brian's gonna fall farther behind. You or know, I quit I quit uh, trying to anticipate though. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's get to our prediction segment here, and that is where we look at the line, we look at the total, and we give our score prediction for the game. The current line that I have in front of me is Pittsburgh Steelers giving five and a half at home with a total of 41 total of 41, which is an increase from the 34 and a half last week. So uh, Brian, what is, what is your prediction? How do you see this going? All right. This game for me, it seems dangerous at first because it's Kyler Murray, but now that Mink is back, I feel a whole lot better. I think that this is going to be a birthday gift to me. So I am going to go ahead and I'm going to say that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to eclipse 30 points. Ooh. And what's the over under again? The over under is 41, 41. Is the total total was 41. My final score is 30 to 17. So I'm going to have to go with the over. All right. Heck, I hope you're right. I love it. I love it. What is your birthday? Is your, your birthday is not this weekend, is it? It's yeah, Sunday. It's Sunday. It is Sunday. Your birthday yes. is Sunday. Okay. Yes. So it's, uh, and I don't think I have ever watched them on my birthday win. Birthday oh, weekend, yes. Oh, why didn't you ask birthday, me that? I could look that up say? for you. I could look that up for you. <laughs> okay. I, I know when I turned 18, they lost in the snow to the Oilers. And then the other two times where it could have been a Sunday, it was, uh, they well, the Ryan Shazier game was on Monday night, December 4th. So um, that was, uh, it was the bad after birthday there. But um, they won, but <laughs> they lost Shazier. <laughs> you can watch. Sorry. So, Never mind. <laughs> so you got to look that up. December 3rd. Well, and I was born in 71. So, I mean, it could, it could have happened in days when I wasn't paying as much attention. Okay. No, that, that's good to know. We'll be sure to wish you happy birthday on the uh, post-game show. Dave, what's your prediction? My prediction is people are starting to really believe in the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. My thing is, if you listen to Stat Geek this morning, 
I'm really starting to believe in the Pittsburgh Steelers defense because if you look at yeah. it, we are we are at the two-thirds mark of the season, not of the games of the season. 18-week season, first six weeks, second six weeks, third six weeks. We're getting into the third six weeks. I went back and compared the and looked at the Steelers defense just in the second six weeks compared to the first six weeks. If you didn't catch that, go back and, and, and check that out. But man, are they a team on the rise? I mean, they were they were not good with so many things on defense that there's been trying to catch up with them throughout the rest of the season. That's why they're still not ranked very high. The only one that they're really been able to make a big dent with is is point surrender. And the Steelers don't give up a lot of points. So I'm a believer in the defense in this game as much as anything. Therefore, I am taking the under because I'm having the Pittsburgh Steelers being victorious 27 to 9. Oh, my gosh. I would freaking love that. That would be a game where Dave would be in the stands, just relaxing a little bit, watching the game, enjoying it. I'd be able to sit on my couch and not feel like I'm having a heart attack while watching these idiots every week. Uh, Dave, I got your, I've got the Pittsburgh score. Same with you. And I actually mirrored my pick from last week. I, there's something about 27, 17. I think it's going to happen. I think the Steelers streak of keeping them off 20, which is what now Dave, seven games. Is it seven uh, games in a row? The Steelers defense has not surrendered more than 20 points in a game. Yeah. It's it's since they played the Ravens. I mean, they, they gave up 20 against Jacksonville. So after the first four, so yeah, it's, it's been seven games in a row. They gave up 20 points once and they've been under 20 at all the rest of them. Yeah. That streak continues. I got the Steelers 27 to 17 and uh, I hope they hit 30, Brian, and I hope they hold them to nine. Let's have 30 to nine. I'm, I don't care. I don't care. About yeah, that would, I, I would love that score. <laughs> Let's go with Brian's Steelers score and my Cardinals score. There you go. Jeff, there you, go. you just land in the middle. Hey, I got to yeah, throw something in. Sure. Because I was looking up December 3rd, and I, I wasn't able to find that stuff, but I found something significant to the Cardinals and the Steelers. On December 3rd, which they're playing on December 3rd, December 3rd, 1944, the card pits dissolved. So it was the end <laughs> of was the, the end. <laughs> That's hysterical. Uh, the card pits. What a stupid name. Who came up with that? Anyways. All right. Uh, happy birthday to Mark Tobin in, this, in the uh, – he's in the live chat, and Timothy Lyons, who's actually a Bengals guy, but he – joins and watches some of our stuff Happy as long as he's there. cool you know that yeah you know yeah, the rules he is. He is. He is. from any team as long as you're as you're knowledgeable and respectful you yeah hey, everybody in the fans, live chat. Hey, we have we have bounced many Bengals fans from our from our live chat just so we're clear yeah <laughs> hey he we've got a rule here and it this has been my rule for a long time anybody's allowed in our living room just don't pee on our couch yes <laughs> <laughs> all right good stuff let's do some trivia brian you good you ready yeah I've got, I've got an interesting one here there's about five or six linebackers besides and and i'm not counting mr marcus golden here because it's the other way around but there we always talk about the cardinals being pittsburgh west yeah so i'm gonna bring up some linebackers here and i want you to rank these guys one to six on who had the most sacks as a Cardinal after leaving the Steelers. 
And I know uh, somebody on YouTube gave me crap for my old man trivia <laughs> for like quit doing this old history. I'm like, uh, the, 80s. Dude, Come on. the YouTube comments. My goodness. We had one Tuesday night that, that said the Steelers didn't look any different than this week than they did. The, the offense didn't look any better than the week before. I mean, come on. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and give you these names and they're significant names. Okay. Okay. We are going to start with Lamar Woodley. Okay. Clark Hagens. Mm-hmm. Cassius Marsh. Oh, the gosh, Pokemon, Pokemon King. King. Cassius Marsh. Larry Foote. Joey Porter. And I'm missing one there. Uh, I said Larry Foote, Porter, Woodley, Hagens, and Marsh. Marsh. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's a a player, Tyrone Stowe. So you want the most sacks out of all those, just while they were in Arizona. Yes. As a Cardinal, who had the most sacks? I actually... Is it a, is it is it kind of surprising? Because I have a I have an inkling that it's I have an inkling it's Larry Foot because I think he played the that's, best when he was there. I don't think Lamar Woodley played there played well there. Woodley was Joey, only there one season, right? And I don't think he did very good. He might he might add like one sack. Foot Joey was Porter. only there one season. Foot was Joey, only there one year. Really? I was thinking he was there longer. Maybe I'm wrong then. Well, let wrong. me let me let me look at. No, up you're again. probably right, Brian. I didn't get a chance to write this down, but um, are you going with Larry Foote, though? Because, you know, it's well, possible. he's only there for a year. I know Cassius I know. Marsh was only there for one year, I believe, also. That's, I'll I go Joey Porter. Porter. Porter's <laughs> best years were in Miami. Yeah. When he okay, left Pittsburgh. Porter, well, let's start with Larry Foote. Larry Foote was only there one season, and he ended up with two sacks. Okay. Lamar Woodley. We're going to go ahead and give you Lamar Woodley here because he was only there for one season. That's what I think. And a lot of these guys ended their careers. Most of these guys ended their careers in Arizona. It's like Arizona said, hey, we'll pick up this guy. And uh, oops, yeah, he's done. Lamar Woodley had one sack. Cassius, Cassius Marsh was there, I believe, for one year. And would you believe it? He had better sack total than those two guys that I just mentioned. And he had two and a half. And that was, once again, I believe that was, uh, now that wasn't his last season. That was actually before he played for the Steelers. So he might not count as much, but we'll count him in there because he played for every single team. But one season, to actually, it was a half season because he played with Arizona and Seattle in 2019, and he still had two and a half sacks for that team. Tyrone Stowe. Now, a lot of you don't remember Tyrone Stowe. He played for the Steelers in the mid 90s and the late 80s, mid 90s. They were still the Phoenix Cardinals back then, and he, that's the oldest we're going to go here. So that's, I mean, that's not too bad. Um, once again, drafted by the Steelers, 87 to 90, then 91 to 93. He was more of, I believe he was more of a middle linebacker. And, but he played 
for Eric, for Phoenix for three seasons, and he ended up with one and a half sacks there. Just so the big guy. Now let's talk about Joey Porter. Joey Porter had five and a half sacks. Clark Hagens had fourteen as an Arizona Cardinal. Oh really? Wow. Clark Hagens is your answer. How many years was he with the Cardinals, Higgins? If I'm not mistaken, three, but I'm going to go ahead and let you know in just a moment. Let me let me get back to that. And then <laughs> Porter the was there for two. If I'm, I will tell you, yeah, Porter yeah. was there from two, 2010 to 2011. Okay. So, and then all right, Clark I just looked Higgins, up Higgins. He was there four years. Four years. I had 14 sacks. Okay. Yeah. So, so what I, so, I yeah. said three. Okay. Okay. It was four. And then, but that wasn't his last stop. He did play the next season in San Francisco. Would you say that Clark Higgins is one of the more underrated Steelers? May you rest in peace, by the way. I would say, yeah. Did we lose Jeff? What was the question, Brian? <laughs> would you, would you say possible? that? Yeah. Would you say that uh, that uh, Clark Hagens has is one of the more underrated Steelers in the last 10, 20 years? Um, no, I'd still say someone like Aaron Smith is more underrated than he is, uh, and more worthwhile, more worthy of praise. I guess may he rest in peace. By the way, Clark Hagens. Yeah, I mean that that's um, not a slight. Um, no, it's not, but I. He's definitely up there. He's not the most. I would of that era. It's Aaron Smith. He's like the most underrated Steeler, in my opinion. You know how many sacks he had for the Steelers? How many years did he play? I do. Can I look at four, five, six, seven? He eight. played eight. Well, he didn't. He didn't really become a starter until year five. Right. I'm going to say like ten and a half. Triple that. Almost yeah. holy cow, he had 30 32 and a half. In Jeez. 2002, he had six and a half. He only started one game, and he had nine in uh 2005. 2005, yep. And that's he Super Bowl and, he year, and, he had nine sacks. He and Peasy were college teammates, I believe. Colorado, State. yeah, yeah, they were. That's amazing to me. He was he was much better than people give him credit for on a defense that won a Super Bowl. Because everyone just remembers Porter because he was the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and Hagen's was not. He was just the, I show up and I do my job. He had, he he had clutch sacks in that playoff run. And he he wasn't quiet, but he was just, I mean, when you have a, a guy like Peasy on that team, he just overshadows everybody. This guy was known as having one of the best physiques for that, that mid-2000s team. I mean, he had a, he was a chiseled guy. Mm -hmm. All right. There you go. There a That's lot good. about uh, Clark Hagens. I, I love it. I, he, he was a special player to me. I, I, I was crushed when I know all of us were when we lost. Sure. Him. Mm -hmm. All right, Dave, you're up. All right. Mine, not nearly as involved, but the mm, Pittsburgh Steelers have just, they're in a, the midst of a four, game streak of having 150 rushing yards or more four games there's only been one other streak of that many games this season um and that was it was actually the bears earlier this season they had four 
So they have a chance to, to push it to five. But when's the last time the Steelers had a four-game sh- streak of 150 rushing yards? I'm going to guess it was like that Le'Veon Bell era of like. I was thinking almost. I was trying to remember if I did ask this question before. <laughs> it was like 2015, or maybe even like that 2015 2017 range. I'm so I'm thinking. Brian, uh, that's not bad, Jeff. I let me go back to the Willie Parker, Bettis, and Deuce Staley era. So let's say about 2005. Well, if it was close without going over, you'd both be gone. <laughs> Unless, depending on which way you're looking over. But Brian was very close. It's actually 2004. Ben's oh, wow. rookie season, they had a four-game uh, streak of going over 150 yards. Two of those games were over 200 yards. One of them was over 250 yards. Do you guys remember what the games were? The four Wait. games in 04? Yep. That they went over 150 yards. Yep. You know what? I'm going to uh, let me jump in real quick, Jeff. Because go ahead, because I could just randomly guess games from that year, but I don't think I'd string never together four in a row. That's I have a brain. I have a feeling we're going to say October 31st and November 7th are involved in that. Which were the would, two that were over 200 yards? Which that's, would that's, be that's Patriots and Eagles. Yes, yep. and I'm I am I swear to you I'm not looking at that up because I was at those games and they mm-hmm. were both two undefeated teams. Yeah, and the Pittsburgh beat them. Oh, I remember. Yeah, that those were vivid to me because oh, the Steelers they had to take on the undefeated Patriots, the, beat them. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Do you remember that? I went. Heinz Ward scored the touchdown. Did the Eagles yep. flapping the wings in the end zone yep. and stuff? I don't yep. Know. Yeah. Yep. So did he fly did he? into the end zone too? Didn't he? Like yeah, he jumped in. Do a dive. So, yeah, so they had 221 against the Patriots, 252 against the Eagles. Then they followed it up with 180 against the Browns the next week and 151 against the Bengals the following week. So that's that's the other one. But they had another one in the 2000s. They actually had one in 2001, a four-game streak in 2001. Uh, let, let me – I know that season very well. So I'm going to say it would probably be – I think the Buccaneers were involved. I think the Buccaneers was one of those games. You are correct. They and, had 220 yards that game. And Bettis threw a touchdown pass in that game. Um, and so that was mid-October. Wasn't that the yep. paper champions? No, that was the next year. Okay. No, no, but yeah, yeah, that was. No, after it was the Monday game, night. Wasn't it Monday night or something? No, like that, that that was 2002. But after that game... Flowers in 2001 flowers called them paper champions then. And then it carried over. Yeah. And that's when they were fighting. Um, I'm trying to think who else they played in the middle of that season. Uh, well, you're going the wrong there. direction. Cause that was the fourth of the four games. Okay. But that was October, right? Yep. October 21st, 220 yards. The week before on October 14th was at Kansas City, 203 yards rushing. Before that, on October 7th, at home against Cincinnati, 275 rushing yards. Holy cow. They only scored 16 points. Okay. Uh, sounds familiar. Um, and then um, the week before that, which was which was week three, um, it was their second game of the season because that was you know coming back. Coming off of 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 everything with Cincinnati with nine eleven, um, though the Cincinnati was the week before. It was at Buffalo, 
That Cincinnati okay, game, yeah. that 275, you were at that one, weren't you, right? I was at that game, yeah. Okay. So I, I didn't realize you said Cincinnati then. Yeah. Yep. So I wasn't – that actually wasn't even going to be what I was going to ask because the last thing is, is to go further back, there were no streaks in the 90s or 80s of where they had 150 rushing yards in four straight games. Guess when the last time was they had 100 oh, – oh, and honestly, I forgot to stipulate, in the same season. I didn't count it if it ended one season and started the next. They had to be all in the same season. Uh, but how long do you think you have to go back in order for them to actually have a streak of five? I would have to say 76 because that was the year that we're talking about right now. Jeff, if I'm stepping on your toes, I apologize. But we're talking about it now with the possibility of Jalen Warren and Jalen Warren and Najee Harris possibly being able to have 1,000 yard seasons for the first time since Rocky Blyer and Franco Harris did it in 1976. Well, here's what's crazy about 1976 they had a four game streak, then a week off, and then a five game streak in the same season. But that's not the most recent. They actually had a five game streak um, early in 1977. They went five straight games of 150 rushing yards. Oh. Uh, that was from the ninth to the 17th. But they only went three and two in those games. Let me let me say something about that 1976. The, one of the reasons they ran the ball so well that was the six and zero streak of uh, Mike Kruzak, because Bradshaw got Joe Turkey Jones. He got body slammed. Yeah, and but the longest streak of of it at all in the same season uh, is actually 75, 10 games. Man, they were running. They were running fools. Yep. I didn't realize Najee Harris has five ninety eight and Jalen Warren has five forty two this mm -hmm. year so far. So um, the average is. I I saw this today seventy seven. I think Farabaugh put this on seventy seven and like sixty three seventy seven for Jalen to average over the next uh, how many games? Six games, and um. For uh, Najee, 62-63, something like that. You know, hmm. so, uh, try to make this make sense. So Dave, you said 2004 was the last time, so that brings up a lot of great memories of a really great season. And that was a year back when when the Steelers played. Like, you were like, we're going to run it right down your freaking throat. And the Steelers it's are doing that now, but why don't we feel like that? <laughs> 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 Why don't I feel like that as a fan? Like I did in 04 when I was like, you know, I give it to the bus or whoever else was carrying the, the rock back then. Well, why didn't I, I just don't feel like that. I hope, I hope I do. I hope they run it down their throat this weekend. And I'm like, you know what? This team can run it on anyone. I don't know what the difference is. Yeah. Maybe it's the offensive line. I don't know. All right. Good stuff. Dave, were you done? Oh yeah. That Perfect. was more than enough. All right, Brian. What's your final thoughts? All right, something that drives me absolutely crazy, and it's it's happened this week, and it's the national media, and a lot of fans are coming out and making fun of Pittsburgh fans. And they're making fun of Pittsburgh fans for celebrating 400-yard game. And one of my buddies from a, another network, excuse me, well, for, from a, uh, a Fans First Sports Network was making fun of me for that today. And I said to him, I said, do you realize that it's been 58 games? He goes, wow, I, I didn't know that stat. 
58 games. I'm like at 58 games since they've had 400. And it was the game after Matt Canada's gone. And they kind of felt free and Pittsburgh fans haven't seen this. So you've got, you can't make fun of a Steeler fan for celebrating a 400 yard game when it hasn't happened. And when this whole thing about firing Matt Canada at this point was more about hope and getting a team to bond back together again. And if that's something that you see right now, then it's all worth it. So let everybody go ahead and make fun of you for celebrating a little accomplishment like that. Because those little accomplishments, they lead to big accomplishments. Now, a lot of you have unfavorable opinions of Mike Tomlin here. National media and fans from other teams don't understand why you feel that way. Because just like they don't understand how important a 400-yard game is after you haven't seen it. Because they're not living it here. I'm a Mike Tomlin supporter. I've always been. Sometimes I, I get frustrated, but I'm a supporter. Well, others aren't. And there's some that would like to see him go. But really, the opinions of the people, whether I think they're you're right or wrong, I love the fact that you have an opinion. Because that is the freedom that we have here. And I appreciate that you have those opinions. I'm going to say, well, like your opinion, however, think about this. And that's how we'll discuss it. I'm never going to tell you your opinion's bad. But when somebody from the outside of the 412 comes in and says, wow, what kind of fans are they? Well, they're fans that have lived just uh, four years of garbage. And maybe then some, the Randy Feetner days where Jeff just joked were so much better than the Matt Canada days. And he's right. That's not a joke. He's <laughs> right. And they were horrible. They were horrible. So as Steeler fans right now, we feel free. And somebody just said that Big Ben was playing in those 58 games. And it still didn't happen. That just shows you where we are as a franchise, and that's not a bad thing. We're just coming out of a bad stretch that included an 11-0 start and included a couple playoff games. Granted, they didn't win those playoff games, but this is why it's a new era. This is why there's celebration. So that game was a very significant win, just like the game before was a very significant loss in the history of the 2023 Pittsburgh Steelers and beyond, actually. So drink it in and enjoy it. All right. Dave, final thoughts. Yeah, that's kind of interesting because with the national media, weren't they the ones that were basically making fun of the Steelers' offense because of that streak? And they then do the Steelers too. break the streak, and they're like, why are you excited about that? Now, personally – the four, the over 400 yards thing only matters to me because they won. If they would have lost that game, then I wouldn't have been able to care at all if that would have happened. Just like I didn't care that they weren't reaching 400 yards when they were winning. But what the 400 yards does is it is it is an indication of a competent offense. And what have Steelers fans just been wanting to see for so long? I mean, 
we thought we had it in the preseason. Just just some conf, competent offense. So I'm ready to sit in my seat in Section 122 on Sunday, and I want to watch some competent, competent offense and some stifling defense, and I want to see them go out there and get the job done. This is one of those games that just go out, take care of business, because if if you win this one, it's just another tally in the win column. But if you if you somehow find a way to charger up a game or something like that, as Jeff likes to talk about on his FFSN podcast, then then you've gone from a team that seriously should be considered winning. You know. The, the, in contention for the AFC North to, yeah, this is just a team that's just not quite there. So you just got to – the Steelers don't have to go out there and blow the doors off or anything. Take care of business. Just make sure you take care of business on Sunday. I'm ready to be there and see it. Go Steelers. Speaking of taking care of business, make sure you check out all of our podcasts that are found on our audio-only feed. Wherever you get your podcasts, search Steelers or – Steel Curtain Network, and you'll find my Let's Ride podcast tomorrow morning. You'll hear Brian on his bad language in the Here We Go show with Brian, uh, Coach KT Smith. You'll hear Dave Stat Geek, which ran this morning, Thursday morning. You can still go back and check it out. Great stuff. Only audio only. They're not going to be found on YouTube or anywhere else. So check those out. And make sure you check out SteelCurtainNetwork.com. And I'll throw in FansFirstSports.com. We have some really great content on the main page. Go check it out for a sports fan. We've got something for you. It's good stuff. Make sure you check those out. But that's it for me. Yeah. Uh, Remember, next week we're going to be oh, really yeah. late. Because... No. Well, next week is the Thursday night game. So yes, there's no preview exactly. next week. And then following that, we're going to be later going on, probably closer to 930 than we have been due to basketball practice. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll remind you. you. We'll, we'll remind you for sure. So, mm-hmm. all right, Dave, why don't you send us out? Hi. We'll see you in two weeks on the preview. Thank you. Everybody else gets a little tight.